quickly, let's go into God's word. Um, let's start by looking at, we started this series by looking at seven kinds of prayer mentioned in the New Testament. Alright, are they still with us? Alright, so we mentioned seven kinds of prayer mentioned in the New Testament. And we started by looking at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. So if you guys are with your pen or paper, um, your writing materials, so you can start, you can put them down. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Alright, let's read. We're going to read together. Want to go and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. This is our anchor scripture for this series. Alright, we started, we look at something profound there. It says, with all kind of prayer and request. That to tell us that we don't only have one kind of prayer, we have different kinds of prayer. And we started looking at different kinds of prayer. Actually, we state that we have seven kinds of prayer mentioned in the New Testament. And these are the seven different kinds of prayer mentioned in the New Testament. Let's take it together. One to go. Intercessory prayer, prayer of faith, pray in the spirit, consecration prayer, united prayer, prayer of agreement, and prayer of thanksgiving. So these are the seven kinds of prayer mentioned in the New Testament. Okay? And some weeks back, we've been looking at intercessory prayers. Okay? We've been measuring so much time. We spent at least two or three weeks on intercessory prayers. And we're not going to go deep into intercessory prayer. We've talked a lot about that. What is intercessory prayers? And the areas in which we pray intercessory prayer. Praying for our political leaders. Praying for our loved ones. Praying for believers. Praying for our nation. You understand? We talk about praying for the birth. Last week we talked about giving birth to children into the kingdom. Okay? And we look at Isaiah chapter 66 verse 8. It says... As soon as Zion travailed, she gave birth to her children. In other words, until Zion travailed, there was no birth. Okay? And we said the word travail is likened to the word labor. Actually, the, another word for travail is labor. It's likely to a woman that goes to the labor room to give birth. You don't go there with, you know, drinking, fried, eating fried rice, chicken, you know, gisting, watching CNN. You are focused. There's a concentration focus on what she's there for, okay? And until the birth, until she gives birth, the pain of the baby or the, uh, the, 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 the labor goes on. Praise the name of the Lord. And you need to understand that it's not something that you give birth by faith. It's not something, of course, actually, your traveling in bed is a out of faith. So, but what I'm saying is, is different from that's why I said that. Remember, you guys should remember that I said that all these seven prayers they have different principles that work with them. Okay, there are different principles that governs them. In other words, when we talk about traveling in bed, it's different from prayer of faith. It's different from prayer of faith. Sometimes you may say, Oh, we prayed and then we believe faith. No. Prayer of faith is different. But in case of traveling prayer, yes, we are praying in faith. That's why we are still praying. Until we see. And we will see a reference in the New Testament in Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. 
Paul was talking to the Galatian church. He says, my little children, of whom I traveled in birth again until Christ be formed in you. In other words, Paul was saying, the time I'm going to stop traveling is until when the birth shows up or until when Christ is forming you. In other words, he traveled first for them to be born and he also said that now that you guys are born, you are not actually growing as a Christian and I'm going back to traveling so that Christ will be until Christ be formed in you. So he didn't say until when I have the faith. Do you guys get what I'm saying? So he didn't say until when the faith comes. Then, of course, he's praying in faith. That's why he's traveling. So we can see that intercession prayer sometimes, and I said something profound. I said sometimes there are some people, we only just need, they just need to hear the gospel. And they will be born into the kingdom. They will be saved and they will be, uh, you know, they will, they will enter into the kingdom. And there are some that we will need to travel for, for them to be born into the kingdom. You can't just say everybody is going to hear the gospel as you preach it. Of course, the gospel has to be, you also hear the gospel. But there are some people, because sometimes there are so many forces holding them bound. And we look at that, that even Jesus Christ said, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to put the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken. He said to set, at, to set the captive free. So there are some people that are actually being held captive by Satan. And just hearing, just preaching the word will not break them free. Praise the name of the Lord. You need a sense of traveling. And the Bible also said it in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3. It says, if our gospel is being hidden eat, to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded their minds. In other words, there are some people, the God of this world has blinded them from hearing the gospel or from receiving Christ. They might have had it three million times. But they have not taken the decision. In fact, they might even see the need to be born again. But just to take the just to take the decision, and you mentioned they will be procrastinating. And I can show you even a reference in the New Testament like that. Paul was ministering to agree to Festus, and in fact, Paul told Festus, he says, "All these things that I'm saying is not strange to you. You know about them. But do you know that even Festus did not get born again? In fact, he even told Paul, he says, "You are trying to convince me to make me to be a Christian." So he knew about it. He knew when Jesus was on, 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 on the scene. He knew about it. So it wasn't strange about the whole thing. But he was not, he had not yet even taken the decision. So what do you do in that kind of atmosphere? You pray. Do you have loved ones that you've talked about Christ to them and they have not yet even been born again? You've said, oh, they know that Jesus is Lord. But just to take that decision is not is where the problem is. Oh, in that way, you need to travel in bed for them. It's not about you just keep saying. It's to pray to give bed to them in place of prayer. Praise the name of the Lord. So the responsibility, online worshippers, the responsibility is on us. Is on us. We us to non. In fact, let's start with our with the members of our family, our extended family, our immediate family. Make sure that none is lost. I mean, have it as your goal that none of your family member will be lost. Jesus prayed that prayer in the book of John chapter uh, 
John chapter 17. He says, to whom that all the one that you have given to me. He said, no one is lost. Let's that be our testimony for our, for our family. That every member of our family, none of them was lost. None of them was lost. And it's the responsibility, it lies on us. Did, did I hear a amen to that? Did I hear a amen to that? Alright, quickly, today, because of our time, we just have 30 more minutes to teach and then we go into prayer. Alright, today, we're going to be moving from intercessory prayer. We're going to be talking about united prayer. Okay? We are going to be talking about united prayer. We've done a lot of justice to intercessory prayer. So, we're going to be talking about intercessory, I mean, united prayer. Alright, united prayer. What is united prayer? What is united prayer? United prayer refers to a group refers to a group of people united, unitedly praying in a focused manner for a specific objective. Let me take that one more time. I said united prayer refers to a group of people unitedly praying in a focused for in a focused manner for a specific objective. For a specific objective. Take note, there are some key words I want you guys to get. I said, a group of people unitedly praying in a focused manner. So we are not distracted when we are talking about united prayer. It's a focused prayer and with a specific objective. So we are not just praying, oh yeah, everybody pray and we are just praying. No, 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 no. We know what we are praying about. We know so that when we say amen, we all know that it is done to you. Praise the name of the Lord. And sometimes we can come, you see, there's power, and I'm going to talk about it. That, you see, the greatest of all prayers is praying unitedly, praying together. It's praying together. It's praying together. For a united prayer to work, remember I said there are principles that governs all these kind of prayers. Okay, now the principle that governs the operation of united prayer. Two things. I'm just going to give you two things. For a united prayer to work, two things are important. Number one, unity of mind. Everybody say unity of mind. In other words, we cannot be of different mind and say we are praying unitedly. Number one, you, we ask to be, if we come together as a church, remember the Bible said, well, two or three are gathered. So the minimum of united prayer is two. Did I hear amen to that? Because two is the beginning of a church. So when we come together, it's not the multitude. In fact, we can be 10,000 and not be united. Hello? We can be 10,000, we can be 1 million and not be united. And we can be 5 and be united. And we get the job done. Praise the name of the Lord. So it's not about the multitude that we are talking about. It's the unity of mind when we bring to the place of prayer. So, two things are important when we talk about united prayer. Number one, I said is what? Unity of mind. Number two, the same specific objective. And you will see it in the definition of united prayer I've just gave. Okay, number one, unity of mind. Number two, the same specific objective or the same purpose while we are praying. So, we can come together. Let's gather. Why are we gathering to pray? There must be specific thing that we want to achieve. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me give us scriptures. I have almost like four to five scriptures to, you know, to talk about this. Alright, number one, let's start with Philippians 
can, can you guys online worshipers, can you see the screen? Can they, can they get the screen? They will not be able to. Okay, okay, I think you should leave that. All right, let me just, you guys can, you know, make a reference on your, in your Bible because I would like you guys to have it also. Or you pencil it down. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. All right, let's read together. One to go. Look at how much encouragement you have found in your relationship with the anointed one. You are filled to overflowing with his comforting love. You have experienced a deepening friendship with the Holy Spirit and have felt his tender affection and verse 2 want to go. So I am asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity. Everybody say be joined together in perfect unity. Alright, with one heart. Everybody say with one heart. Alright, one passion. And united in what? So you can see, let's read verse 2 together. Let's read one to go. So I am asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one love. Walk together with one harmonious purpose, and you will fill my heart with unbounded joy. See what see all the things that he mentioned. Number one, he talks about joining together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion. In other words, the same passion we are driving in the place of prayer. So when we are focused, we say we want to pray for a specific thing. So you don't say it's because it doesn't have anything to do with me. You know, you know, I won't take it serious. No, 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 no. The same passion we bring in. We are so much passionate, especially when we are praying for one another. Oh, we are coming together and saying, oh, this particular person is in need of prayer. And then we come together. Oh, you don't neglect, you don't just stay back because it's not you that is being affected. In fact, the body of Christ, we know that whatever happens to one, happens to all of us. So, it, you just feel like, you're, you, can you be having problem with your hand, with one finger, and said, uh, it will not affect the whole body? Oh, all this weak law, all this thing, you know how the headache... Even though it's right in front in your hand, you will see the it's your brain will be knocking up and down. So it affects all your body. You may not be able to eat. How does your finger have to do with your mouth? It's us because it is one body. So whatever happens to one, we take it as a body upon one another, and then we pray with the same passion. Ever said with this, with one passion, and say united in one love. So we are not divided. You see, this has been the area where the devil has defeated the church. Or he has been flogging the church tremendously. Division. Division. Not united. He knows the power we can achieve and what we can produce when we are united in purpose. So, why? why? The question is, why are we praying? And then, it's a sin. Um, coronavirus have not yet gone. Is it that God does not answer the prayer of the church? The answer is so simple. Most of us, we are not even united. We are not even united. Some will say, let's pray. Some will say, no, let's, let's leave it alone. You know, so many of funny, funny things. 
But if we can be united in prayer, ooh, we will make them. Next week Sunday, I'm going to give us examples. I'm just going to explain so much about United Prayer today. Next week Sunday, you guys should not miss it. I'll show you even from the Old Testament and the New Testament. How Daniel, oh, when he wants to get, you see, he knows where he wants to. He has to call his three friends. He says, this night is the night of VG. <laughs> because we must, by tomorrow, we must get an answer. And they prayed and they got the answer. Esther knew that there's going to be a problem. All of them are going to die if there's no solution. And then they took it upon themselves to pray for three days and fast. He said, tell them. Mordecai told him that, guy, if you, are in, if you are think you are safe in the palace because you are not being affected, because you are okay in the palace, he said deliverance will come from elsewhere, but you're going to be in trouble later on. So don't feel comfortable. And the Bible said, just three days. You see, I can assure you, if we can unite three days of prayer and fasting, is enough. I mean, it's enough. Anything that does not, is three days. We do. But if we say we should pray and fast, now some will say, um, is fasting in the New Testament? Is it, what's the Greek word for it? Uh, can we have the Latin word for it? Oh, nonsense. Nonsense. United in prayer. We go. Somebody should open. Open to Acts chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. Let, let, me just make a, let me just give us a reference in the New Testament. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Let me read. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Woo. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Let me, let, let, let me just read. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Now in the church... They are talking about the church. Everybody say in the church. So now in the church there was that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simon, which is called Niger, Lucas of Cyrene, Manias, who had been brought up for, with error, the tetrarch, and so verse two want to go as they ministered to the Lord and what and fasted. What happened? The Holy Spirit said. So these guys are united in the church. How many are they? One, two, three, four. Four. They get the job done. And they, how long were they praying? We don't know. But they knew that they are praying for something. They knew this was almost, I think, 15 years after God has appeared to Paul the Apostle on his road to Damascus. And God's promise to him, God told him that he will send him to the Gentiles and to the kings. But for now, he has not yet, he has not, in fact, this is when Paul started his ministry. Not that he has not been in ministry before now, but the real ministry God actually destined him to was actually happened 13 years after his conversion. And he didn't fall on his laps. It was in this place of prayer and fasting. They were praying, and God and the Holy Spirit said, Separated me, Paul and Barnabas. And after they've heard God, let me read verse 2 for you now. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. When did he call them? 13 years ago. But now is when the assignment starts. Now read verse 3. They have been fasted and what? So after they've heard God, 
after God has spoken, this guy, they didn't just jump out. They went back into their closet and they prayed again. Praise the name of the Lord. So you can see the power of you. You will see it all over. And that's why I said, by next week, I'm going to show us from the New Testament, united prayer and what it can do. Praise the name of the Lord. So we see it here in verse 2. It says, so I am asking you, my friends, that you being joined together in perfect unity with one act, one passion, and united in one law, work together with one harmonious, everybody say one harmonious purpose. So we have a purpose. We are not without purpose. That's why I say that two things are important in, in united prayer. Number one, united in mind. And two, we have a specific purpose of what we want to achieve. We are not just coming. Why are we coming together? Why are we praying and fasting? Why are we doing this? We must have an objective. Praise the name of the Lord. So you see, with one purpose, and you will fulfill my heart. In other words, if I hear you guys doing this, my heart will be glad with joy. Let me give you all that scriptures. In Romans chapter 12, verse 16. 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 Can we read together? Are we good to go? Let's read. Want to go? Be of the same mind towards. Everybody say, be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise. So don't say this one is not in my class. Ah. There's no class in church. That's why in Glorious Grace Church, we don't have any special chair, you know, for special guests upon. Everybody is guest upon. Praise the name of the Lord. There's no, and there will never be. So we bring a, you know, a throne. One person will be sitting on the throne. Why? No, 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 no. We are. I'm not saying that that's wrong. But I'm just saying that this is what I believe. He said, do not set your mind on high things. In other words, don't feel too big of yourself. When we come, to, you can be big in the office. But when we come to the church, oh, we are of the same body. We have the same. We are born of the same father. We have the same father. Whether you are rich, that's why Paul said, there's nothing like rich or poor, white or black, male or female, I mean, the body, we are one. Everybody said we are one. We are one. So he said, do not set your eyes on high things. Don't, don't, don't be, you know, they're not in my class. We don't have that in church. When we come together, we come with one, the same mind towards one another. What is the mind? The minds of humility. We respect one another. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which is what? In Christ Jesus, and you will see all what he did. He humbled himself. So the same mind of humility should be in each one of us. We should be humble with one another. No one is bigger than others. I don't care how much you earn. I don't care how much. That's why I do. You know, we don't celebrate. We don't lift anybody. Everybody, you know, we are all, we are all doing the same thing in a wonderful way. Praise. Not that we don't give respect for one another or for the anointing. But I, I, I'm just trying to say that you need to understand that the body, we are one. Irrespective of your ministry, we are one. Did I hear amen to that? Amen. All right, let's look at another scripture. Romans chapter 15, verse 5 to 6. 
I'm showing us the power of being united in the same mind. And I'm going to talk about what does it mean to be in the same mind. Alright, let's read Romans chapter 15 verse 5 to 6. Romans chapter 15 verse 5 to 6. Let's read one to go. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like everybody say like-minded towards one another according to all right, verses want to go that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and the Father of our Lord with one mouth, mind and with one mouth. In other words, when we are praying, now let me relate it to prayer. We are praying for a specific thing. So this one is not, I'm talking, there are, there are times that we are praying individually. Maybe even in the church, praying for your own personality. It's different, but when we talk about united prayer, we have a specific goal. So when we say, let's pray for this nation, you are not praying for your family. You are not praying for your shoe. You guys get it. We have a specific goal of what we want to achieve in prayer. And that's, how, and that's when we pray. So the Bible says, it says, grant you to be like-minded. Like-minded. Let's think the same way. You know, our thinking should be in line with God's word. That's the way it should be. In God's word. Did I hear a amen to that? In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10. All right. Are we good to go? Let's read. Want to go? I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you, how many? He's talking to the church. That all of you agree with what? One another in what you say. Uh-uh. Are you guys seeing what I'm talking about? It says you agree together. You agree with one another in what you say and that there be no division among you but that you should be perfectly united in mind and in mind and in mind and in mind and thought we are united together we are united together so there's no envy see there's nothing that destroy a ministry or a church that strive yeah it's a self-destructive weapon by itself by itself by itself Jealousy, bitterness, anger, strife. Those things, we do not see it as, you know, as, you know, a brother fornicate among us. So, let's, let's, let's. This one is within you. You are keeping striving. But do you know that it can destroy a whole thing? A whole works that is being built. That's why I, I, I love what Kenneth Hagin does. In Kenneth Hagin, okay, sorry, Kenneth Copeland Ministry. If you are working in Kenneth Copeland Ministry, you are employed in Kenneth Copeland Ministry. If you, if you do, if you see, they will correct you. They will love you. They will help you. They will search you. But if they get to know that you are keeping malice or strife with another co-worker, you are gone. They don't, they don't even preach to you. They just give you your letter. You move out of the company. You move out. You still messed up, they, they pardon you, they help you to go. But strive, you are gone. It's a law, it's what you will sign when you are being employed. That strive, 
you are off. Why? The man knew. He knew what they can do to the old work that they are building. Oh, how I wish the church can be united. I don't care whether we are Baptists, whether we are redeemed, whether we are this denomination. We are not talking about denominational. We are one body. Did I hear say to that? Do you know that there are some churches that cannot fellowship with another church? That's because they are not in our set. We are... No, 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 no. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, being united does not mean that we won't be disagree- there won't be disagreement among us. Please, get that fact. It doesn't mean that they, we are all going to be, you know, laughing at it. You know, there are times you, you look at the scripture, even Paul and Barnabas, they have a rough time together. Do you guys, do you know that? They have a rough time. They wanted to take Mark along. Peter said, uh, Paul said, no, Mark can't go with us because he actually left us when we started the work. Oh, Barnabas said that he, 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 we, we, we can't. So there was, the Bible said there was strong contention between both of them. But they resolved their disagreements. Because later on, in the book of Timothy, the latter, Paul told uh, Timothy, says, when you are coming, bring Mark with me because he is useful for me in the ministry. He said, Mark, that they have a strong contention again. They said, bring him. He has a strong, he, he has, he, in fact, I need him so much more than anything. So you can see that when we talk about being united in mind, does not mean that we will not have differences. And we are not perfect beings. Praise the name of the Lord. We have frictions, but ability to resolve things. Let me give you a scripture. I know most of us have not taken note of this scripture. In the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 2. These are two wonderful, beautiful sisters in the church. Okay? Paul have to write to the church about them. Okay? Let's read together. I want to go. And I plead with Ludia and Sintichi to settle their disagreement and to be restored with one mind in what? So these two ladies, they are actually two ladies. And in fact, if you read verse 3, Paul said that they are wonderful beings. They support his ministry. If you read verse 3 of Philippians chapter 4, verse 3. So they are not wicked. They are not uh, people that are crippled into the church. Okay? They are sisters. So if they can have disagreements in their days, oh, what about we now? And Paul did not say that because they had disagreement, oh, they are, you know, they are no more Christians. Oh, did they condemn them? No. What did they ask the church to do? It says, I plead with this, that they should settle. You guys should not be fighting. Whatever they may have been the issue between two of you, two guys resolve it among you. And quickly enter into this one mind. So, you can see all the scripture that we'll be reading. Paul has been lamenting, talking so strongly about being with one mind. Of course, let me explain. There are three areas people can be joined together. Are you guys with me? Online, are they with me? We can be joined together with one spirit. Every one of us that we are born again, we have been joined, the Bible says, we have been joined together in, one, in one spirit with Christ. Everybody say, I have been joined with one spirit with Christ. So we are all joined together. That's why we are all one body. But we are not joined together automatically with one mind. Are you guys getting me? 
It takes two people or the church reasoning according to God's word for us to be joined together with one mind. Hello? All Christians are joined together with one spirit in Christ. You get it? But we need to renew our mind. Then we begin to get joined together. In other words, we start thinking in the same direction. We start thinking in the same direction. And they can also be joining together in one body. I mean, physically. And that only takes place in marriage. Soon we become what? One flesh. So, I'm not one flesh with you. <laughs> Unless we are married together. I'm going somewhere. You guys, stay with me. Now, imagine, imagine, imagine when two a couple that are born again, that are joined together in one spirit, and then they begin to reason together according with one, I mean, in line with God's word. So they are getting joined together with one mind, and they are already joined together with one body, three in one. Oh, you didn't know the tremendous, uh, you didn't know the tremendous, I mean, impact they can make. They can make tremendous impact. That's why God, the Satan is even creeping into church, into homes, to make sure that even into Christian homes, they are not united in the same mind. We says we are the righteousness of God in Christ. That was uh, you which one beyond is your righteousness. You understand? So, so, so. It's the work of the devil. Because he knows that that's why it's so important that you hear the same thing. It's so important. If one is hearing something, another is hearing another thing else, they will always be not of the same mind. But when they are being, they are feeding on the same diet, they will be joined together with the same mind. They will be. That's why you see more unity, more love, especially when they are hearing the same gospel. I'm not talking about uh, something else. I'm, they are hearing the same gospel. So it's online worshippers. It's on you to make sure that your partner grows also and is feeding on the same thing that you are being fed with. It's, it's your responsibility because it will have an impact in your life and in your marriage. Do you guys get that? I just keep that in anyway. Alright, so there is a greater result when Christians are united in mind and purpose in prayer. It is what we call the power of synergy. Everybody say the power of synergy. Oh. What does synergy mean? Synergy means two people coming together achieve better results than when a single person... Do we have scripture? Yes, the Bible says two is better than... Two is better than one. One which... Oh, let me give you... <laughs> let me give you a scripture to you uh, for that. Um, okay, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 30. Quickly, um, so we can pray. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 30. Are we, are we good to read? All right, let's read one to go. How could one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight? Unless their rock had sold them and the Lord has surrounded, has surrounded them. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, I mean, it's not, there's no mathematics to define this. Just like two will become one. It says one will chase one thousand and two 
I mean, if we should go by mathematics, it should not be 2,000. It should not be 2,000. But see the power of synergy. Two, we chase how many? 10,000. So just imagine when, and I said United Prayer minimum is two because church is start with two. Where two of you are gathered. So two is the minimum. So you can actually have a church in your house. That's what I'm saying. And United Prayer, and you guys, two persons, a husband and a wife, can make tremendous impact in prayer. It can make a tremendous impact. Just imagine one trying to chase 1,000, and two, you will take 10,000 demons out. Praise the name of the Lord. I, I, I remember the story of a preacher in the United States, I mean, in Lagos. He got married very late. You know, he's a famous preacher. And, you know, married some couple of years, maybe three years ago. You know, a big pastor like that. And very aged. So, um, he said, you know, unlike, he was so used to praying alone. You know, single, he has been single for a long. I mean, he married around maybe 48 or something like that. So, he has been single all his life. So, he has been used to praying by himself. He said, there's a particular issue. Every night we wake up, but he knows that he needs a help. He needs a push. You know, have you guys felt it before? When you need a support, because God does not design us to be alone. How would Jesus want to pray and ask his disciples to also pray along with him? You should understand the power of synergy. Does Jesus pray alone and get the answer? Yes. But there are times you need brethren. You need others. To sustain you in place of prayer. You need, you need, you need. So he said one night, he just woke up his wife. That, Madam, you, you know, he doesn't want to disturb her all this. Way. He said, so said, let's pray concerning this thing. He said, he didn't know how quickly he got the answer. He said, this is what I've been struggling with in prayer for weeks. But just coming up with someone with the same mind and agreeing together and praying it out. He got it. So he said, wow, wow. So marriage is not just physical. It's not just a physical thing. It's deeper than that. Praise the name of the Lord. So you, you can see what it means when we are united in mind. We are focused on the same purpose. United prayer. Everybody say united prayer. All right. In Leviticus chapter 26 verse 8. I will give you another scripture. Next week I will continue from united prayer. And give you instance in the Bible. Alright, Leviticus chapter 26, verse 8. Are they with us online? Alright, guys. Alright, let's read together. I want to go. Five of you shall chase a what? A hundred. And a hundred shall do what? Shall put ten thousand to flight. Does it correspond? Does it relate with what we just read in Deuteronomy? Yes. Yes. It says five of you shall chase a thousand. A hundred and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you in the place of prayer. So we take hold of things in the place of prayer. There are some global, as I begin to round up, there are some global issues. Take note of what I'm about to say now. There are some global issues that will only be resolved when the church comes together and pray in unity. Yeah. Because this is actually beyond a man. Does it mean that a man cannot? Of course a man. But 
the pleasure. I don't know how to explain, so I won't get into. Uh, you guys will not misquote what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that a man cannot pray, but it will all be better if you have an assistant in place of prayer. So I said that there are some global issues that only will be resolved when the church comes together and pray in unity than when a single man is trying to pray it out by himself. For example, now, do you know how long it will be? I mean, how short it will be for us to eradicate coronavirus when the church comes together to pray in unity. Yeah. Than for a single man trying to face those demon, demons of do you guys get what I'm saying? It's let me give you a scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse uh, 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Let's read together one to go. Two people are better off than one. It is scriptural. It is scriptural. You can't you can't explain it out. Two people, not just two people with this. Remember, two people with the same mind. You got it's not just two heads coming together. That's one of what I'm talking about. Because it will even some it's even better for you sometimes to pray by yourself than for you to join yourself with someone else that is not with an agreement or with not in one mind with you. But yeah, if we should explain it in a, with other scriptures, because you you understand what I'm talking about. So it can actually be two people are better when they have the same mind than one. Why? They can help each other succeed. That's why marriage, people that see marriage as a body, they've gotten it wrong. Marriage should be able to multiply your results with lesser efforts. Help me now. It should be able to. It should be able to. Because that's how God designed it. That's how God designed it. Lastly, how many of us, we all know this guy? What's his name? John D. Lake now. You should know John D. Lake, okay? All right, now, uh, I'm going to just uh, an excerpt from his book, from this particular book. All right, online. Can you see this book? So I'm going to, I'm going to I actually wrote down some, some things from this book that I think that it will help us when we talk about um, United Prayer, okay? It will help us. So I, w- I would like us to read Actually, I don't know the page it was. Okay, um, maybe it's page some. Okay, anyhow. But actually, I wrote it out from this book. Okay, about John D. Lake. He wrote this book about an experience that he had. And I felt that it will help us if we can relate with it and then we know how to pray. Okay, it will give us a better understanding. All right, I would like us to read. Um, I don't know. Is there any way they can, you can zoom it for them um, before we start reading Title, okay, the title of the book is John D. Lake on Healing. Okay, John D. Lake on Healing. Okay, John D. Lake on Healing. He wrote the book, um, it actually is compiled by Robert, all right, but it's all about what you know about John D. Lake. All right, are we can we read together? Can you zoom it a little? Can they see? They should be able to. All right, are we guys ready to read? All right, let's read one to go. In South Africa, many years ago, in a single night, a fever epidemic struck the country.
for 350 miles. As I rode through a section of that country, I found men dead in their beds beside their wives, children dead in their bed alongside the living, whole family smoking, dying, and some dead. In one single month, one fourth of the entire population of that district, both white and black, so you should know that this is a serial pandemic. Hello? All right. See, there's nothing new under the sun. Don't, don't, let, don't let them scare you with the you know, coronavirus and you hide on that inside your house. There's nothing new. It's tragedy has always been the same from ages to ages. You guys get it? But let's see how our, the people ahead of us, how they resolve issues. And that's, see, it's not vastly, it's just look at what the previous generation did. And we apply it and we get the same result. Did I hear SMS to that? All right, let's continue. Want to go? We have to organize an army to dig graves and an army of men to take caskets. We could not buy wood enough in that section of the country to make caskets. So we buried them in blankets and without when it was necessary to save the blanket for so you could see how people were dying let's assume that there were 100,000 in that district one fourth, what's one fourth of 10,000 I mean one fourth of 100,000 25 in one what help me now one month, one month, one month one month, one month, one single month does it relate like what coronavirus is doing <laughs> with some people? Hello. And actually, he was talking about this year was 1905. 1905. I think maybe Spanish um, flu that took place the other time then. All right. Okay. Let's continue. All right. I had a man in my, everybody say in my company. In this company does not mean organization welfare. It means we, um, we are of the same mind. We are of the same company. We understand. We are, you understand what I'm saying? All right, let's read. I had a man in my company who perhaps some of you know God has appointed that man to pray as I have never found anyone else anointed to pray. For days he remained under a thorn tree. And when I passed that way in the morning, I would hear his voice in prayer. And when I returned in the evening, I would hear his voice in prayer. Many times I got a prepared meal and carried it to him and aroused him alone long enough to get him to eat it. He would, I would say, brother, how is it? Are you getting through? He will reply, not yet. But one day, he said, Mr. Lake, I feel today that if I have just a little, how many? A little help in my faith that my spirit will go through into God. And I went on my knee beside him. Does he does it in line with what we've been saying before? Join together with one mind. Join my heart with meaning. I just connect with him. 
is not praying against the east. This guy is praying against this epidemic. John Dillon was not praying for his revival meeting. That's not united prayer. We are still on. We are still on with this guy's getting. So he says, I joined my spirit. This guy, God appointed him to pray. So he was praying for days. But see what they said. He says, if I can just see help. I can just do something that we... Because he understood that two are what are better than one. Not that if you pray long enough, you will not get to that point. But uh, uh, you can make this work easier now. You can make it easier. You can make it easier. Alright, let's continue. Want to go? What happened? As we prayed, the Spirit of the Lord overshadowed our soul. And, the pre- and presently, I found myself not leaning under the tree, but moving gradually away from the tree, some 50 or 100 feet. My eyes gradually opened, and I witnessed such a scene as I have never witnessed before. A multitude of what? Of demons, like what? The spirit has come upon him also, and he rushed ahead of me, causing that army of demons, and they were driven back to hell or to the place from else when they came. Beloved, the next morning, when we awoke, that epidemic of fever. No vaccine. If they are waiting for vaccine for this time, you know, I mean, only 1% that will be remaining. They pray it out. See, the same way we will get this thing done, we will pray those things out. We pray it. We pray it out. See, you guys can just take a little bit and look at what we just. He said, You saw what? A multitude of demons like army, like swamp. Ah. So, that's why I said, you can always explain spiritual thing with physical thing. Oh, it's fever, it's fever. Okay, let's check the eyes. Okay, this one is green one. Uh, oh, the nonsense. <laughs> Demon is only person. No, just get it out. Just get it out. So, if you are waiting for uh, WHO, um, Max, uh, put, you know, stay inside your house, don't do this. <laughs> I've seen people, I read about an article of a lady that said she was so conscious. Now, I'm not against uh, the precaution. Please, get me clear. I'm not, if you want to cover, cover your nose, cover your ears, cover your everything. You are fine with it. You understand? But I've seen a lady United States on her Instagram page, she said she's one of the most. She doesn't go out. She said she go out once in a month for a grocery store to go and get some. Uh, she said she wash her hand all the time, even while in the house. She makes. She doesn't allow people, but she will be infected. She was what? Uh, where did that thing come from? Ah, you should know that it, this thing is, 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 is flying up and down. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not. What I'm trying to say is your safety is not in makes face mask. It's not in a sanitizer. 
we have to play this thing out. A friend of mine was sharing with me that his friend, he, he just lost his friend. And what happened? No symptoms. He was on the system, working. I mean, working, doing, you know, working in the house. And he died and he lost breath. He couldn't breathe again. But they said that you must look. This one, no system. They just you. You should know that this thing that we are talking is a spirit of death. All this thing that you are seeing is camouflaging under the umbrella of even people. Can you sense if you are spiritual, you will sense the spirit of death flying up and down, flying up and down. People that are not even corona, they are dying in a higher rate. Help me now. So to tell you that it's not the issue is not you are just it's, it's just a it's just to divert your attention from the real guy that you should deal with. Oh, but we oh there's a dawn of a new day. We are going to take hold. I want us to pray. Let's be on our feet as we pray. Now we are praying unitedly now. Get so we are we are not praying for bread and butter. You know we are we are praying. Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. You may just pray two or three prayers with a lengthy period of time, but I want us to pray with passion, with focus. If one can put 1,000 to flight, oh, <laughs> how many of us with online worshippers? You know we can make tremendous impact. All right, Hebrews chapter, um, that scripture just came into my mind now. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Um, let, I, I'll read from verse, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Are we good together? All right. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. In as much then as the children are, sorry, in as much then as the children are partake of flesh and blood. He himself likewise shared in, shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is, that is, so there's no, uh, there's no, oh, there's no any, you know, the, the, the one that had the power of death, that is the devil. So, so you see that because in the garden of the dead, is as a result of when sin came, death came in. Help me now. So sin actually produced death. And man was the one that caused the sin. And as a result, he gave birth to death. Do you guys get what I'm saying? So death came. Death was not actually in God's plan. I mean, God, death was not on the head. Sin that, sin that brought death. Do you guys get it? Now, let me read verse 15. This is the good news. And release those who through the fear of death were what? All their lifetime subject to bondage. Excuse me. The fear of coronavirus is a bondage. You can explain it in any way you want it. But the earlier you understand it, that the fear of virus is, the, is a bondage itself. It's a bondage. And the Bible says fear has torment. So you all will, the person will always be tormented. Oh, the Bible says, and deliver and, and deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime 
subject to bondage. Oh, the Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 1, it says, I am he that is dead and I am alive. And I have the power of death and of hell. So, glory be to God. The power of death and of hell is not in the hand of Satan anymore. So, we can actually take all that stop there. You foul devil. Do you get what I'm saying? We are going to stop every spirit of death roaming all over. From nation, let's start with our nation. The nation you are watching this service from, you are going to pray, standing gap for your nation. But we are going to see, this thing does not know whether you are Hodejo, whether you are Yongejo. Remember in the book, the plague, the plague, the plague, the plague in Exodus, the Bible says, and this angel of death is a demon. Angel of death. Ah, so that means death is a, that spirit of, that is just going all over. But when I see the blood, I will do what? So, because we are, that's another revelation of another day. Because we are actually in Christ anyway, and the blood is speaking for us. So, that spirit of death cannot come inside our home. But you have to stand, you have got to speak. But let's pray for the outsiders first. Let's help them. Praise them. Let's help them. Let's help them. Let's help them. Let's, pray. Let's help them. We are going to pray again that spirit of death. That we curse you. Remember what did he say? He says, let's just look at an example. He says, where I had, and he cursed it. We're going to curse it. That angel of death, we curse you right now. In the name of Jesus, let's pray. In the male ketu zakate le brakate kete. Jimbo no mondo lima le mondondo. Rega pakete. Ayika kokoto zipra anglade sokoto. We take hold over you. Because Christ has destroyed the rib that has the power of death. He has broken your hand. We break your yoke over people's life. Wherever you have come from, we stop you right now. We curse you right now. We curse you right now. We curse you right now. You right spirit of death, we stand against you. We curse you. In the name of Jesus, we curse you. In the name of Jesus, we resist you. 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 You demonic spirit of death. We come against you. Oh, we stand against you. Makate le brato shepete gede gede gede. Raga da ga da gede 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 gede. We stand against you. We come against you. We stand against you. We come against you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. You know, I've always noticed that there's always a set man 
See, what, I, when I saw it here, I said, it's in line with what has been in my heart. See, it says God has appointed. There is always a map that God will appoint that it will lead this revolution against this pandemic. And you know, when, and you see, that's why the devil will not allow us to be in unity. When someone is trying to explain that this thing is beyond the people are, what is 5G? What is that? You know, he said, let's come together and pray. They said, no, no, no. We have our own prayer meeting. We want to. Nonsense. Come together as a body and pray. There's always a set man. There's always a set man. But the devil will not allow us to be united. He will always want us to do things on our own. But we are going to send, the Bible says, resist the devil. Remember, we don't kill demons. We send them back to where they came from. We send them back. We send them back. We are going to stand against it. And we are going to, send, we are going to resist every spirit of darkness. Oh, in the form of disease or whatever the disease it may be. We are going to cause it again. We are going to speak against it. You spirit of coronavirus behind this coronavirus. We storm against you. Oh, you spirit of virus, we come against you. We stand against you. In the name of Jesus, we resist you. We stand against you. You devil, you forces of darkness, we break your hold. 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 Over our nation, we break your hold. We break your hold. We come against you. We resist you. We stand against you. We curse you. In the name of Jesus. We curse you. In the name of Jesus. We stand against you. We come against you. We stand against you. We come against you. We come against you. We curse you. In the name of Jesus. 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 In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. The devil is a good strategist. You can call him any name you like. You know, he's a fool. He's a, you know, but he's a good strategist. The Bible said it. We are not ignorant of his strategies. Why will he allow the church to be shut down? When the church is the place to pray it out. Ah! Be spiritual. Understand. Understand. You know, when we come together, there's no forces. You see, the church is the most powerful organization in the world. There's nothing that can stand the church. I will build my church and the gate of hell. We are moving. As we are moving, the gate of hell is moving back. So we are not the one running inside the room and then, you know, closing mouth. And then, you know, we can't even go out again. It's an insult. You see, I, I, I always said it. He said, it's our fault. When we get to heaven, we need to apologize to God and say, for the people that died, it's our, it's our fault. Because we are the sort of the heads. And the Bible says, when the sort is sortless, it's not the word that is, that is the problem. It's the sort that refused to add salt to the earth. It's our responsibility. We are the one. As long as we are here, we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. And we enter into places. We take authority that we have in the name of Jesus. We are going to pray again. We are going to pray the same prayer. 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 We 
We are going to pray until we get the result. We are going to stand on our authority. The Bible says at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee must bow. Oh, every knee must bow. Every knee must bow. Every knee must bow. We command you bow. We command you bow. We command you bow. You foul devil. You spirit of death. We come against you. Oh, the angel of death. The demons of death. We stand against you. Over everyone. Oh, we break your hope. We break your yoke. We break your works. We break your power. In the name of Jesus, we stand against you. Your work shall not prosper. We resist you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we stand against you. We declare that your work will not prosper. In this land, in this nation, we stand against you. We pray. We stand. We destroy your works. For this cause, for the Son of Man. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. We are still going to pray. The Bible says, For this cause, the Son of Man manifested that he may do what? Destroy the world. So we are not explaining it out with scientific mathematics. No, we are doing what to destroy the works of the devil. Death, killing people dying like this is the works of the devil. And we are going to destroy it. Because his attention, I mean, his mission has been the same to kill, to steal, and to destroy. To destroy. Destroy businesses. People cannot go out to do business. Nations' economies are flopping up. The target, you see, the end point of what is, is to attack the church and the gospel. That's the end point of his mission. We are going to pray. Oh, for this cause, so the son of the man was. God will not do anything if we do not do. It's our cry that release. Excuse me, but have you ever looked at what we just read? Why is this guy praying for a long time? See, there is a place we pray. This is what we call prevailing prayer. We pray, we prevail to the point that we will know, we will see, we will know that it is done. Not that we pray now and we say, oh, you know, let's by faith, you know, those demons have gone. No sense. We are going to see them moving out, moving out, moving out of nations. Moving out of nations. Nation. You see, see what happened at the end. He said the next money, the happy. <laughs> no vaccine, no medicine. Pity does. People that have been sick on the bed just jump up. To tell you that the solution is not what you are looking at. Though. It's not what you are looking at. They were burying people in masses. Mass burial. Uh -uh. They are going to pray again. For this cause, the Son of Man was manifested. And we are. We are the Son of Man now. Help me now. Say for this cause, I was manifested. Say for this cause, I was manifested. That I may destroy the works of the devil. Oh yeah, now pray, in the, pray, 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 pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the understanding. I have come to the sea. I am the Son of Man. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. Whatever that is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even my faith. Even my faith. Even my faith. Even my faith. For this cause, Caldo was manifested that I may destroy the works of Satan. Recate pro le sotoni bata. Metuta 
le braquetezu. Mon globe de l'embra ni mon globe aussi kate. Matale kete. Mon doli pete. Je pas katou la kete. Oh, sou kate le pete. Regege goudagade. Regege goudagade. Regege goudagade. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Everybody say after me, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to eat the broken hearted. He has sent me to set the captive free. To set those with under the yoke of sickness to set them free. To set those who are held up by fear to set them free. We are going to pray. The Bible says, and deliver them who through the fear of death. So that's the weapon. That's his weapon. Fear. Fear of death. Fear of death. Nonsense. Fear of death. And they were all their life held in bondage. They are all held in bondage. Because fear has torment. Torment. You have one's fever, you sneeze like this. You are checking. Have I contacted? Nonsense. We are going to pray. We set every. It says he has anointed me to set the captive free. So, we anyone under the captivity of fear, of death, we are going to pray. Last prayer. This is our last prayer. We are going to set them free. That I send those in my family. Start with your family. Start with your neighbor. That everyone under the yoke of fear of death. I command them to set free. I break the yoke of fear of death over their life. The fear of death is broken over them. Death is broken over them. The fear of death is broken over them. I break the hold of fear of death. I break the power of death over them. Oh, I break. Oh, Rabakata Kete 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 I break the whole of fear of death upon them. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Oh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Oh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. What I've just read is uh, Luke chapter Luke chapter four, verse eighteen. When Jesus Christ said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Does it in line with the, what we read there? Let's see what he said. And as we pray, the Spirit of the Lord, do what? So 
before you make a declaration, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to set that captive free. He has anointed me to set all the, that demons out. Do you get what you are doing? Do, do you understand what to pray? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We continue to pray. You know, see, if you have not been praying about this part, take it as a serious thing. Pray against it. It's not when someone close to you are now, you are now saying, oh, why did they happen? No, 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 no. Pray, pray, pray. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Oh, we thank you tonight. We give you praise. Oh, the Bible said, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous. Oh, make tremendous power available. And it's dynamic and it's working. We know that our prayer is making tremendous power available. And it's making tremendous impact. Producing results. As we are praying now. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And everybody say better, Amen. Amen. Alright, let's put our hands together for the living Jesus.